Well, happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Coach McVay Show, presented by Microsoft Surface, J.B. Long, DeMarco Farr, and the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay. Rams coming off a trip to New Orleans. They fall again. Now they're preparing for the Kansas City Chiefs. But for at least the first half of that game, Sean, it felt like there was some good forward progress to be had. There was. You know, I thought, you know, to go into the locker room at 14-10, I thought there was a lot of positives. You know, defense had some good stops. Um, you look at the two-minute drive at the end of the half that Matthew orchestrated, being able to get a bunch of different guys involved, you know, um, you know, finished off with Allen Robinson's touchdown. I thought even that the bomb, the 2-2 Atwell, was, was excellent to be able to get him going. What a great throw and catch that was. Good protection up front. So there was some positives, and um, you know, and then in the second half we just weren't able to sustain that momentum, and then obviously you lose Ty and Secchi, you lose Matthew, and um, you know I thought Bryce Perkins came in and uh, did a great job being able to make some plays, and uh, it just was uh, not quite enough for us to be able to finish the job, but yeah, it was uh, it was a challenging one, but there were some positives to take away. I, I I think that's a good way to look at it. Tutu was booking. He was rolling. I mean, that's a kid on a sugar high, man. I mean, look, where was <laughs> that explosion? Yeah. Well, I th you know, he's got that in his body. I thought he did a great job, you know, and, and it was a great throw and catch, very similar to how it looked during the week in practice. And we always talk about practice preparation equaling game reality and practice performance equaling game reality. And that was an example of Matthew and, and Tutu uh, having that practice rep end up coming to life in a very similar fashion, you know, during the game. What can he do to earn a more consistent, complete role in the offense? Is it on the practice field? Yeah, it's that. And then I think, you know, I think we got to be able to give him those opportunities. I think he's done a, a good job. And I think it's making sure that, you know, our planning is in alignment with giving him more opportunities to truly play receiver um, as opposed to it being exclusively with those types of plays. And so he's made, you know, some plays where he's had his opportunities. You look back to Dallas a couple weeks ago. Uh, you look to yesterday. And um, I think he can draw a lot of confidence from that and then continue to see him grow and, uh, and get opportunities as a complete receiver as a defender you better get your hands on that dude just can't let him run like that um yeah. Allen Robinson has there been any change in his game it seems like he's standing out more making more plays now that Cooper's been out or is this just a natural progression I think he's getting opportunities yeah. he's playing well you know I think he's working edges on guys he's making catches um you know I thought the touchdown catch I thought he had a couple crossing routes and so um I've been pleased with Allen I thought he played well without the ball yesterday mm -hmm. as well and so that was uh he's he's played pretty consistently well um but he's gotten more opportunities and those are things that you know we've got to do a good job of making sure that that um you know is represented during the game top rushing performance of the season for the Rams with three backs over four yards per carry. Did it feel that way in the context of the game? And what do you think led to it? I think the opportunities, you know, when you're able to be somewhat efficient, we were able to get, you know, some series where you're getting, you know, consecutive runs off and then a couple more. And obviously Bryce's dynamic added to that. But for Cam to have, you know, 60 plus yards, I thought Kyron Williams did a really nice mm -hmm. job with the opportunities he had. Even Daryl started off where, you know, first two carries of the game gets you to a third and one. Now, obviously, we'd like to be able to handle that, that specific specific play a little bit better than what we did but I thought it was a positive I thought the guys did a good job up front of being able to you know create some removal on some of their combinations you know I thought Higby did a nice job you know when he was whether it was cutting off some defensive ends or blocking them at the point of attack and so um, you know the run game does take all 11 but but that was a definitely a step in the right direction it was good stuff seeing some knockoff on the O-line seeing Cam Akers run through a few guys pick yep. up some yards there uh, I know this does it help you when we talk about the positives like you guys are getting better or is it's still like I can tell getting W's is all that we care about sure and I'm sure just as a question I think you want to get a W 
for the guys in the locker room more for yourself. Is that fair? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you want you want those guys to have all the things that they work for throughout the course of the week to come to life. There's nothing like being in a locker room after you know a win in terms of just the joy that that elicits uh, based on the amount of time and, and work that goes into that three-hour window that, that you're allotted. But um, I do think you have to be mindful of, all right, well, where are these you know processes that we talk about of daily improvement and seeing that thing come to life where even though you don't get the result and, and don't misunderstand me, you know, we always want to win. And, mm. and they, these losses, I, I, I hope they don't eat at anybody more than they do me because, man, they sure eat at me. Um, but you do want to be able to be mindful of, all right, well, where are those tangible things that you can take, you know, positive things away from to see that growth that ultimately I do believe gives you the best opportunity to get the result that you're hunting up. And um, in some instances that was reflected yesterday, but it wasn't quite enough uh, to be able to finish it off and, and get the end result that we were hunting up. Can the hatred of a losing streak be as much of a motivating force as all the goals that you set out for this team way back in the summer though? I, you know, I, I, I would say, you know, I, you try to say that, you know, the losing is, is brutal. You know, you, you always want to try to be able to shift your focus and concentration to what's next. It is not a fun feeling. I, I do know that. And, uh, there's not, you know, a group of guys that I think are working harder to try to be able to get it figured out so that we can get out of this rut that we're in. But just keep swinging and keep going to work. Yeah. Do you feel like you have anyone to fall back on that you can reach out to or that can help pull you through? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you lean on your coaches, you lean on the players, you know, just watching the way that these guys continue to go to work and demonstrate that resilience is, is motivation for me. You talk to my dad, um, you know, you talk to guys, you know, that you lean on, whether it's a Dick Vermeil or John Gordon or other coaches, you know, so um, there's a lot of people that you lean on for perspective and for advice. Um, you know, and especially people that have been in these types of situations and scenarios. But, you know, the people that are in it with you are always the most helpful so that you don't feel like you're truly isolated on an island, even though you feel as a, a leader to be responsible. And you just, you know, you just want to continue to try to figure out where can you try to help and, and do everything in your power in that regard. And, and sometimes just having the discernment to be able to know where those things are and, and to shift your energy in that direction um, is the most important thing as you navigate through, you know, this storm that we're in some you just got to pull through it i mean i think everyone knows that losing sucks no one needs to tell you that right yep, absolutely. get back the other other way um start of the game matthew stafford runs out first of all how is your quarterback how was matthew stafford you know he's being evaluated for the concussion protocol right now um anytime that you know you have to leave the game and and, and a couple of those things that he was feeling you know there's concerns there and um, you know, we're, we're taking that a day at a time, but man, he sure means a whole lot to this team. And when you don't have him out there, um, it's challenging. But uh, like I said, I thought Bryce did a nice job with uh, with what he could control yesterday. Well, Pre-game. I mean, everybody's talking about the O-line, the 10th combination, right? So you're worried about Matthew Stafford's safety. We are. And then he comes running out. And I, sh I said, oh, my God, I forgot to ask him. This dude wants to play. Yes. He wants to win bad. He does. How do you keep him off the field if he wants to play? Well, I think the first thing is, is you, you know, the medical advice and the experts, and then, and then you got to be able to take all the factors that go into it. Once, if he does get that clearance, you know, what are the things that are important relative to all the different circumstances that, you know, a decision like that would involve and entail. Mm -hmm. And so, um, 
you know, that's something that we would be very mindful of and I'd be very mindful of to protect the human being, you know, more important yeah. than the football player. And, you know, he is the ultimate competitor and he's going to want to be out there every chance that he gets. I kept hearing lost season, lost season. I, it's not lost on him. This mm -hmm. dude is trying to win every snap, every play. Sure Love is. This. Yeah. He played great yesterday. Played really well. You know, I, saw, I thought he saw the field. I thought he put the ball exactly where he wanted to, even had a couple opportunities for guys to be able to maybe come down with some catches where, you know, he couldn't have put it in a better spot. But uh, was really pleased with Matthew. He was decisive. He was in command. He had great control. I thought he was able to move in the pocket really well, created a little bit with his legs, and I thought uh, you know he could feel really good about what he did. I was thinking back to the summer and how much uh, ink and oxygen was spent on his elbow, right, and how closely everyone was monitoring that with good reason. I yes. get it. Mm. But the narrative of this season didn't have anything to do with his arm, did it? No, it, it hasn't really been anything like that. He's uh, he's felt good. He's done a great job of getting himself to feeling good as he's worked through, you know, his his rhythm to get his elbow mm -hmm. to, to feel like it has. And I think you saw it with the way that he was throwing the football yesterday, and really each of the last couple weeks. Uh, look, uh, he's your best quarterback. He's one of the best in the league. But there's a wonderful opportunity, or if th there might be, for Bryce Perkins to yep. step in and become a leader, become that guy. What a wonderful opportunity for a guy like Bryce Perkins right now. It, yeah, and and it, and it could be. And and he's a guy that he's just got a nice, great, natural way about himself. Exudes a confidence. Um, you know, you could see the game is certainly not too big for him. And it's one of those guys that he just elevates people that are that uh, that he's around. And you know, we'll see uh, what that looks like moving forward. Whether it's this week or down the line, would you relish the chance to build a game plan around someone with his skill set? Like it's it's different than having a package in sure. for a game like yesterday, right? Where where you have the whole thing built around. Him. Yeah, I think uh, I think those are exciting opportunities, you know, for our coaches to you know really expand your knowledge, study some different things, and and if that's what it gets to, then you know you got to look at it as a positive, and and it is about the players always, and and how to accentuate their skill sets, and certainly Bryce brings some different things to the table that that you would maybe um, be able to activate with him that you wouldn't otherwise. What's the closest thing in your background? Is it RG three or someone else? Yeah, that for you've me, worked yeah, with? yeah, I think. I think so you know that was a great experience you know getting with Robert and and looking at the way that you know we kind of pivoted what our offense had been in Washington in the years prior and you still do some th similar things foundationally but um, you know adding an extra element to the run game certainly helps with your numbers and then figuring out all right what are the things that these guys do best and, and how can you make sure that uh, you have enough versatility but uh, things that are in alignment with what he's most comfortable with who preceded uh, RG3 in Washington well, we had a handful of different guys. You know, yeah. Rex Grossman had played quarterback a little bit. Um, you know, we had Donovan McNabb early uh -huh. on in the tenure there. And, and um, you know, yeah, John yeah. Beck had played a little bit. And then with Robert, you know, then, then you had Robert and Kirk come in at the same time. And, and Colt McCoy was on the roster as well uh, when I was with Jay. Wow. Well, you know, I mean, lost in all this, like you said. I mean, that group. And I feel so bad for Inseki because I thought that line was doing pretty good. Like yeah. you said, this is your best – rushing day I mean what is going on with your left tackle he's got you know he's got an ankle injury um you know he's such a tough guy he's got some uh, scar tissue in there from all the experience that he's <laughs> accumulated so um you know the early results that we did get back from the MRI were were optimistic that there's a possibility that he could work through and, and maybe be available for the game this week um you know we'll see we'll take it a day at a time but he's a tough guy and, and if he's able to go uh, you know he's going to be ready to go 
Anything else on John Wolford or Ashawn Robinson or anything else coming out of New Orleans we should be you aware know, really of? Really, with Ashawn, you know, we're continuing to monitor that knee. Um, you know, we'll see what that looks like. He's obviously a really important part of our front, and I thought he's played really well this year. And then John is just still working himself back from some of the neck spasms and the soreness that he had uh, from the Arizona game. Did uh, Cooper Cup's procedure go the way that he and everyone with the Rams would have wanted it to? It did. It okay. went really well. You know, seeing him around, um, you know, got positive results. He feels good about it. And Great. now he's in the midst of kind of just waiting a little bit to really attack the rehab. I know he's bored, uh, not <laughs> kind of keeping his normal rhythm and routine. But, um, you know, once you get that soft cast off, then that'll represent the ability for him to be able to start his uh, his rehab, which I know for how process-oriented he is will, will help keep a little bit more sanity for him. No doubt. Um, I just uh, I saw that Aaron was doing the lineman's prayer. Lord, give me one. What touchdown was that where he was almost there off the right edge? Yeah. Where he the smashed Alave. the quarterback. Yeah, it was. The Alave yeah. touch. I yeah. mean, my God, you're that close. Yeah, I mean, he did a great job. He won yeah. quickly. Um, you know, we had a free runner on the opposite side. And, and so sometimes, you know, we, we, we it, it, that was a tough one. But but Aaron did a, uh, a great job giving us an opportunity to be successful on that down. I keep down. telling people how versatile he is. That was from the right end spot. He's not just an interior rusher. The guy is a threat from anywhere. We, You are right about that. <laughs> it, it reminds me of a big picture question that I think we're kind of feeling a little bit on our end of the world. In the NFL setting of a 53-man roster context, is there such a thing as shutting it down or restricting a player who's truly elite in these final seven games of the season for future considerations? Yeah, you know, I, I think you'd, you'd, we'd have to have specific parameters around it for me to be even able to answer that. I just know this, you know, the coaches, the players, the amount of work that goes in to try to compete to the best of your ability, that's what we want from our guys. That's what we ask of them. Um, now, is it quite as straightforward and clear-cut as that? You know, there. You know, you talk about the Matthew situation. You know, now when you start to bring health and safety into it, sure. that adds a whole nother layer. But um, all I've ever known is is full speed. Um, you know, compete to the best of your ability. Um, but I don't think you want to just pigeonhole yourself into one all-encompassing approach. But I know that every single week, you know, the amount of work that goes into it, there's nothing like feeling that satisfaction, seeing the joy on the guys' faces um, when they get that result and, and they feel a lot of those things that the week entailed, you know, being able to pay off. And, um, you know, that's always going to be important and it's going to continue to remain important, you know, to me uh, when I'm in this role. We're still thinking 7-0, and right? Starts with go. beating Kansas City. That's one. one at a time. Let's get that one. Right. Let's go down there and win, right? Let's do it. Who but says you can't win down there? Why not us? Why not A lot now? of people that will. <laughs> <laughs> but I can feel that fine line between, as you said, giving players some opportunities mm -hmm. that they've earned and they might not get otherwise versus not sending a signal to those who are going to put a helmet on that we're doing everything we can to win this. That's exactly right. You know, and, and I think, you know, the things that you can control in that regard are, you know, your planning, your process, the weekly rhythm in terms of the, the commitment, you know, to developing and implementing a game plan that gives them confidence and clarity and the ability to go play to the best of their ability. Um, you know, and so those things are very important and, and how that relates to some of the other guys is, you know, those are things that, you know, those circumstances would, you know, be better explained when you have the, the entire context to be able to talk about. How sure. far was that kick, that Matt Gay kick? 58, Eight. probably. Because that hit from the middle of the 60. Net. Yeah, he caught it clean. You know, the ball travels well in the super, in the dome and. Um, you know, he was he was he was hitting it pretty clean from that distance in warmups. Well, I, I know you don't like field goals, but damn, <laughs> that was a hell of a shot. It was a great shot. <laughs> it was a good example of end game management too, right? You need yeah. two scores. Yeah, so. you would have liked to had a little bit more time on there, and then if you recover the onside kick, you know, then it gives you a legitimate chance to say, okay, are we going to be able to maybe get uh, you know a chance to try to score a touchdown and tie this thing up? But it's one of those deals where as soon as you get in field goal range in that two minute operation, you want to kick it, and that was what we felt like gave us the best chance. 
individually speaking, I had a cool conversation with uh, Russ East today. Yeah. Uh, I was reminded he was a teammate of Tutu's at Louisville, actually finished, graduated, went to Kansas State for his last year. But um, one of the things he brought up was Nick Scott taking him under his wing and how they were both seventh round picks, special teams contributors early. Now he gets his opportunity on the back end of your defense for about a dozen plays yesterday. I thought he did a good job. You know, he's got a great play swagger. He's got a nice confidence about himself. You can see he comes from a football pedigree, but um, he's a guy, he and Kyron Williams were two younger guys that I thought stood out just with their overall energy that you could feel on the sideline. And then when they got their opportunities out on the field yesterday, um, you know, two guys that you can look to see, um, you know, hopefully continue to make an impact for us for the remainder of the season. Yesterday, but even going back to OTAs, right? Totally. You, you felt them early on. You I did. Like. You know, both those guys, you know, they, they love the game. They love to compete. Um, and, and that's what, uh, you know, that's the kind of, kind of guys that you want to onboard as Rams. I thought he had a great week in Cincinnati. It was just kind of overshadowed by a little bit of a dust-up. Russ did? Yeah, I thought he had a great week. Might he have did. Been, yeah. Might have been his father's yeah. roots there. I think so, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, looking ahead to the Chiefs now. First, why don't we look back? What are your memories of that 2018 really week? Not just game, but that was a week, wasn't it? It was. You know, I mean, shoot, I can remember we're – we're in Colorado Springs and, you know, thinking we're going to train there for the altitude in Mexico City. Then you, you realize the Shakira concert ends up ruining the field. The players didn't feel comfortable playing on that because of some of the, you know, safety and health concerns. And talk to Coach Reed and immediately say, all right, well, we support our players on this. And, and then they move the game to the Coliseum. We finished training there. There were some times where our bus got caught, uh, you know, on the road, you know, trying to travel from the practice facility back to where we were staying when we were in Colorado Springs. We fly back. And then the game, I mean, oh my gosh, what, a, what an amazing game. So many different great plays in all three phases. You know, I think what people forget about that game, I was actually talking about that game with Aaron earlier today, you know, the, the high scoring, but there's a lot of great defensive plays sure. there. You know, they scored a defensive touchdown. We scored two defensive touchdowns, big plays on special teams, you know, a lot of uh, just back and forth lead changes, a lot of great players making great plays in a lot of the biggest moments. And uh, that's going to go down in, in history as one of the greatest games. It, it was a fun one. It was exhausting for sure. Yeah. I slept in the parking lot just for a little bit. Did you? Yeah, it was so tired. Before you drove home? I, I had to, man. I mean, look, <laughs> we start here, the ball's down there the next play, and I got to keep going with it. It was great. Crazy. When you watch Mahomes, Kelsey on offense, I mean, what comes to mind for you? They're unbelievable. I mean, they're rapport. I mean, they're, they're as good as it gets. Um, you know, last night you, you get home and – you see the Chargers take the lead, and then, uh, you know, they've got to go score a touchdown to, to be able to win it under two minutes when they get the ball back and go right down the field so methodical and, you know, just the poise. Uh, the game seems like it's in slow motion to, to Patrick at times, and Kelsey's ability to be able to make his presence felt even when you know he's getting the ball is, I mean, it's why he's had the production, and those two guys are special. But really, their offense in general is is unbelievable, and the different ways that they can beat you, Coach Reed and, and Coach Bienemy have uh, – been doing it at a, at a high clip for a long time. And this side of Aaron, Chris Jones is about as good as he gets. Yes, he's excellent. You know, Frank Clark, I mean, Coach Spagnuolo does a great job, you know, applying pressure in a variety of ways. And you look at what a complete team they are. They score with Kelsey to take the lead. And then, you know, a few plays later, they're ending up forcing a turnover to, to close out the game. And that's what great teams do. And, and they're certainly that. What a wonderful opportunity, right? Think about that locker room when you get the W. Yeah. Come on now. There you go. It's an arrowhead <laughs> on Sunday, but first uh, Thanksgiving Thursday. Hope you get to spend it with your fellow coaches, players, friends, and family. Absolutely. All right. Be fun. Turkey, right? Yes. You're a turkey guy. Oh, yeah. You're a turkey guy. Always. Just making sure. All right. Always. The world is right. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, thanks for your time as always. Thanks, guys. Wish you luck this week. For DeMarco, I'm JB Long. This has been the Coach McVay Show presented by Microsoft Surface.